Hello, this is Cole Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love of holidays with you year-round. This is Randy Moon, and I will be talking about Thanksgiving cornucopias. Why do we have them? What are they for? What are they? (laughs) (laughs) This is Beth Moon, and I'm going to be talking along with my daughter about Christmas Con. And this is her daughter, Sydney Moon. And yes, we are very excited to talk about 2019 Christmas Con. That's right. We're uh, still at a hotel, so I'm not sure what our audio will be like uh, from a sound perspective. Hopefully, it'll be good. We spent Friday night and Saturday at Christmas Con, so we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Our holiday happenings for the week um, actually relate a lot to being here in Edison, New Jersey for the weekend. That's right. Um, We went to... A mall, and I noticed that Starbucks has now moved from their fall fun um, drinks to their seasonal holiday drinks, as well as their cups are now seasonal designs, so that's very fun. And their sleeves are seasonal designs, too. I didn't see that. So somebody like me that gets one of the clear cups, I still get a seasonal thing on my cup. So, so you've moved <laughs> from pumpkin spice to peppermint now. It's Pretty much. Yeah. Sort of Gingerbread, short, yeah. eggnog, yeah. Yes, a whole plethora of things. And the mall that we went to, I think it was Menlo Park Mall here yeah. in Edison. It was a really nice mall. Um, we found it wanting to find a Starbucks, right. which led us to the Barnes & Noble store they have here yes. at the mall. Which is a two-story one, it's which is awesome. It's a wonderful store. Yeah. We absolutely loved it. We spent hours in it, actually. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah. <of> the time. <laughs> yeah. Sydney and I went to it. Then we brought um, Cole and uh, Beth back to it. Mm-hmm. And then... We went back to it later. Yeah. So we had lunch there and dinner there in that area. Yeah. So if you have kids, there's a whole second floor filled with kids stuff. Yeah. I like, there were a bunch of um, different pens and markers and colors and (laughs) journals and candles. And they had a whole section of basically (laughs) the best stocking stuffers in the world if you like that kind of stuff. Did you say the best or the best? The best (laughs) stocking stuffers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you spent a lot of time in that section. I you would it. always nav- navigate yourself back to that section. It's the best section. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of fun holiday things in that Barnes Noble, too. The yeah. second, or I guess the third time we went there, which was around dinner yesterday, we went on the Macy side, which is further away from the Barnes & Noble. So we kind of worked our way through the mall. And the mall is a really nice mall. Very active mall. A lot of great decorations. Yeah, it's beautiful. They have a big Santa area in the middle, which is um, really cool. It lights up. And, and I wondered if the Santa would be as good as the Santas we have at our mall. But he was a really, really good Santa. I think probably the best Santa I've seen in person. Right. Yes, he was. So the Santas that help out in the mall can be various kinds. Right. And right. this one was, we were like, is that him? Because he was just beautiful. It was, yeah, he was, it was a perfect. great Santa. Yeah, very fun. So that was a very fun, unexpected find holiday happening to be able to enjoy that as well yesterday. So we do have our last Thanksgiving topic for this season, and that's my topic on cornucopias. And then we'll uh, move over into the Christmas season with the Christmas con topic. So when you think of Thanksgiving decorations, what do you usually think of? Turkeys. Turkeys. Cornucopias. <laughs> well, yeah, I've said it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. But what else? But we do have, we have a, like, a less, probably eight in our house. So that is what I think. Yeah. Pumpkins, squash. Pumpkins, squash. Yeah, a lot of time, pump, like stuffed pumpkins or squash or something that usually have some kind of pattern on them that's a little more 
Thanksgiving than Halloween. Right. And fall leaves. That's the whole fall season, but that's part of the Thanksgiving. Ooh, corn. Usually little figurines of uh, pilgrims or Native Americans. Yes, that's right. Those are all... Or harvest angels. Perfect. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, there's lots of fun Thanksgiving decorations that are uh, specific to Thanksgiving, or you could pull in the fall decorations. And I think we talked about last year, the nice thing about fall, Halloween, Thanksgiving is you have fall decorations... Then you can pull out Halloween-specific decorations amongst your fall decorations. Then you can pull back the Halloween decorations and put your Thanksgiving decorations in amongst the fall decorations. So um, I always have a base of fall decorations out from like late August through Thanksgiving or whenever I get the uh, Christmas things up. For us, like Beth said, we have several sets of cornucopias around the house. They're filled with fake veggies or fruits, leaves, nuts grains um they're on tables they're on the pantry i think any flat surface is available for yes cornucopias. Shelves. i mean they're just all over so for most americans this bountiful horn is associated with the breaking of bread between the european pilgrims and native americans or just simply the harvest season but its history actually stretches back much further than that this seemingly all-american symbol of abundance is at its root, based on mystery and magic of Greek mythology. Really? Yeah. What we generally see depicted today as a woven horn overflowing with flowers and fruits and grains and all the things we talked about began as an animal horn. A magic animal's horn. Ooh, magic. I know. What, like a unicorn? We'll find out. A magic animal. (laughs) You'll have to wait and see. So its name, which was actually entered into the English dictionary in 1508, originates from two Latin words. Cornu, which means horn, and copia, which means... Plenty. (laughs) That's right. right. Yes. The guess. Yes. Well, it's always the horn of plenty. That's exactly right. Hence the name horn of plenty, which in most cases refers today to an abundance of something. Like you could say, there's a cornucopia of ideas. We don't usually say that. Not not many people. Yeah. Yeah. So in ancient times, and in cases associated with Thanksgiving, it refers to a horn-shaped basket or a hollowed-out gourd, which cracked me up because gourds are always hollowed out for stuff in our history when looking back in history Um, a hollowed out gourd that's filled with fruits and vegetables gathered from a good harvest and sometimes flowers uh, for added beauty and the funny thing is if you didn't hollow out the gourd it would be full of vegetables anyways (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah so there's actually two legends associated with the cornucopia or the horn of plenty dating back to the fifth century bc so here's two short summaries of those So the first one, according to ancient Greek mythology, Amalthea was a goat, or Amalthea, I don't know, was a goat who nursed and raised Zeus from an infant while Zeus was in hiding from his father, Kronos, up in the mountains of Crete. Now, Beth and I have visited Crete. We didn't see any of those. We did see goat. Yeah. Yeah. We love goats. Mm -hmm. Goats are awesome. She nursed him. This is Amalthea nursed him with her milk and ensured his safety in order for him to one day become a powerful god, as goats do. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not goat sure. protectors. I'm not sure how a goat was supposed to protect Zeus from Kronos. I don't know. Magic goat, I guess. One day, while playing... Well, he had to be a magic goat. Yeah. One day, while playing around, Zeus accidentally broke one of Amathea's horns. <laughs> 
In his remorse, he decided to repay her by using his godly powers to ensure the horn to always be filled with whatever Amathea wished, eternal abundance. Hence the coining of the symbolic horn of plenty, or cornucopia. That's interesting. Yeah. So in the second version of the myth, which relates to Hercules, who's the son of the Greek god Zeus, he finds himself in a battle with Achilles, who's the god of the river, to win the heart of Deanera, a beautiful maiden and daughter of King Aeneas. According to legend, Achilles transformed himself into several creatures during the battle as part of his strategy to beat Hercules. As he was being held to the ground, he transformed himself first into a serpent and then into a bull. Hercules, however, overtook him and eventually broke off one of his horns. Ahilos then turned back into his godlike form and returned to the river after being defeated by Hercules. So the beautiful maiden, Deanera, and Hercules kept the horn of Ahilos and filled it with fruits and flowers to be presented in celebration of their marriage. Now there is a slightly different variation of this that depicts how Hercules was the owner of Almathea's horn of plenty, and after the battle of Ahilos, and feeling guilty for breaking off his horn, he gave him the horn of Amathea as a peace offering. So, lots of variation in the Greek myths. But basically, that idea of the horn of plenty comes from Greek mythology. So, how does that then transform forward in history? So, it basically is because the Europeans took a lot of Greek mythology and put it into their paintings. And this includes the horn of plenty. So, it, oftentimes, it was represented as a goat's horn, and it was often seen being held by different deities, like um, the goddess of riches and prosperity, or seen holding it. It usually appears in two positions, one with the mouth or opening facing upwards, and one facing downwards, depending on the deity being portrayed. That cornucopia, or adaptions of it, have also been embossed on coins, like the Jewish coins in the Maccabean era included a cornucopia, which was used to bless kings and royalties. They were often found on seals in buildings and were used as religious musical instruments. So cornucopias today can be found on uh, flags. Peru's flag has a cornucopia. Wisconsin and Idaho's flags have cornucopias. There's a mushroom that's called the Horn of Plenty, also known as the Black Trumpet Mushroom. And you can find them pretty much everywhere at this time of year to buy. So how did it connect back with Thanksgiving? Well, because of that connection to the to Europe and the Europeans migrated to North America and such, they brought those ideas and concepts with them. So Thanksgiving being a time of harvest, the fruits of um, their labor and of God's giving to them, it's no surprise that a traditional and very ancient cornucopia became part of that and was included on Thanksgiving table uh, even back in the pilgrim times. Uh, so that's kind of like the, the genesis from Greek mythology all the way up to today for Cornucopia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I think of um, there's a very, very famous, maybe the most famous Christmas story that we tell every year that features a Cornucopia in it that I could think of. You're nodding. Are you? Mm-hmm. You're thinking a Christmas of, Carol. Yeah, you're thinking of the same the one. Ghost that, of the Christmas ghost of Christmas present, present yeah. is always is sort of depicted as very plentiful. Right, so, the ghost of plenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in, in one then. hand, he carries a, a cornucopia. Yeah. So that ends our Thanksgiving topics for this year. Now we get to move on to the Christmas season, and one of the things that we are excited to do this year was go to the first ever. 
Christmas Con being held. They claim it's the first one ever, first one I've ever heard of. I actually heard about it via some of the Christmas podcasts that I listened to. Uh, some of the podcasters said, hey, we're going to go to this thing. You guys should consider going. I presented the idea to the family. We have all, all bought into it, and now we've experienced it. So we wanted to share that experience with you today. So the Christmas con apparently came about because four young women spent Thanksgiving together multiple years, and after they would eat their Thanksgiving dinner, they would decorate their Christmas tree. They would... Put the cornucopias away. Right. <laughs> and get the Christmas stuff out <laughs> as, right. and decorate. And so it was kind of a time of you know friendship and excitement for the holiday season coming up and figured they can't be the only ones, you know, that love this season and, and the decorations and the... The, the excitement, the right. joy, happiness. Right. All of that. <laughs> so they thought that they could come up with a Christmas-themed convention. Yeah. And the Christmas con was born. So in their Christmas con little pamphlet, they said, It is our very own small town community where friends and families can make holiday memories right alongside the Christmas movie stars we love and meet some new friends along the way. So... I laughed because, you know, it is their very own small town community in the convention center, but lots of people from all over yeah, are coming. Yeah, yeah. And so. I think they said there was around 500 people. Oh, wow. I think that's what they were projecting, or at least that's what I heard some people say. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. And they started out smaller, and it seemed to grow. Mm-hmm. The whole idea seemed to yeah. grow. So it was the Well, more- and they kept getting sold out of tickets, didn't they? So... They would have to expand it a little more and then expand it a little more, right. which is really cool to sort of get you excited about next year, what that's going to look like. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, the, I love that the Hallmark Christmas shows, so many people love them. They are wholesome and they are sweet and they are, you know, all kinds of good happening there. So it makes sense that the country would also embrace something celebrating that, that they can come into and the beginning, which we missed, we came up Friday evening, was the Christmas tree lighting. Well, the, the guy who kind of hosted for them, for the four ladies, because they didn't actually, they weren't very visible. They didn't make themselves very known to the whole group. Uh, they, they ran the whole thing and they put it all together, but they really let the stars kind of be the stars of the show. So Jonathan Bennett, who has been in Hallmark movies as well as Mean Girls, and he's been in a number of things, he uh, hosted it for the weekend, Lacey Chabert also helped him in some cases. So the two of them did the lighting of the tree and did the switch and everything. So um, when we got there Friday evening, although we missed um, some of the special events, such as the tree lighting, we at least were able to go into the convention center and see what was available and what it looked like and what was just there. So um, when we first entered, you know, we got our little wristbands and we walked through the doors and the first thing... (laughs) that they made visible was the Hallmark section. It was right front and center. Yeah. Uh, everybody was gravitating towards it. Yeah, it's like the in the center of the vendor area. And the right. vendor area was the first thing you walk into. Exactly. And it was almost like its own little island. Right. Right. So in they the had picture ops and opportunities to sit down and watch movies and a little free cookie and hot cider station. So that was fun. And the whole vendor section was very interesting. Yeah. Um, they had all kinds of things available from homemade items to um, people who podcast and um, publish books. Right. Where you can go up and speak to them and network. So that was fun. One of the things that I did 
Friday evening was I took a Hallmark little test. So there was a university that was doing a study about Hallmark movies and why people love them. So I went and took the test and it was very interesting, the data that they were gathering. You could choose from all kinds of cards. They basically had a stack of like 30 cards and you rank all of them, like from most like you to least like you. So two reasons that I love Hallmark movies is because they're so predictable that it's fun and that it's an opportunity to sit down with family and it's like a Christmas tradition for me. So that was very interesting. We also saw the area where um, you can meet the Hallmark stars and get photo ops. We had to say like Lacey Chabert's line was big. Yeah. Even it was Friday night. Crazy. It was big for all the um, autographs and photo ops with her and it was big for her panel, that the one panel she was on. Yes. It was by far the biggest one. Yes, absolutely. So that was further in, but to when you first get into the left, they have a little stage area where they had panels and um, singing and different things like that. And they that. had a little cafe behind it, which was nice. Yeah. So that was, all in all, like, it was a very big area. Friday night, it felt like there was plenty of room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come Saturday, it was it was filled up. A lot of people came to that. Yeah, and I think they, I also heard that, it, that the seating area for the panels was meant to seat about 500 people. So... I think that's what um, I heard somebody say as well. So I think that's kind of like the gope that they were trying to use. Friday night was very empty. Um, so that's when we got some merchandise. They have they had Christmas Con specific merchandise yes. that you could buy, as well as the vendors' merchandise that you could look through yeah, and buy. Such as, as well. Hallmark show t-shirts. Right. I saw different people on Saturday actually wearing those t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the nice thing about the Hallmark section it was a big section yeah. in the middle so it could hold a lot of people in and out but they had a lot of photo op areas where you can easily take a picture next to a christmas tree or like a lampstand with a wreath on it or yep, snow, a, all snow and window panes with snow on it yeah. fireplaces right just yeah. a lot like because it was a big circle a large mm. circle it's like an island right yeah. and it had these sections on the outside you didn't have to go inside to get some photo ops so that right. was nice that was very nice because some of the photo off like official areas mm-hmm. those lungs were also very very long yeah all the time yeah in fact um, at one point i thought uh, me and mom were looking around for um drinks i was like oh look the cider and cookie stand is free for some reason right now let's go well it turns out we saw it from the opposite end of the line <laughs> yeah. so the line was actually like huge yeah, yeah like was, okay never mind <laughs> we turned direction. around and like oh okay and then the person behind it kind of pointed and we were like oh my goodness because it yeah. was really long line it, it was, was like mm-hmm. Love hot cider, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go get bottles of water and soda. Yeah. Um, but they actually call that, at least on the pamphlet and on the map, the Hallmark Experience area. Right. So and that was, was very fun. It was definitely an experience. And the Christmas merchandise and the Christmas vendors then were all around that area. Hallmark right. was in the center and the merchandise and the vendors were located all around that edge of the square. Right. So the Christmas Con was in the New Jersey Convention Center in Edison, which is kind of like a big warehouse space that you, they can configure a lot it's of different ways. Huge warehouse space, yeah. Right. But it's not like so the floors are harder. Like the Hallmark experience, they put like carpeting down did, in that yeah. area, but the other spaces had hard, it like just, the hard floor yeah. and um, gray so they, cement. But it gave them maximum ability to configure things. And they said when they added more tickets, they had to reconfigure again. To make room for you know the number of people they were expecting, right? But yeah. because it was such a big space, they could do that. And this is the first time they've done it, so right. I imagine this 
is a huge learning curve for them right. about what, what works and what doesn't. That's very interesting because um, some of the vendors that I walked up to that I saw had books on Friday, um, sat, come Saturday afternoon, they ran out of books. But I have to give kudos to the people who made the Christmas card merchandise. They were all like um, yep, stocked were, up. Yep. Yeah, they, they didn't they, have that problem. They did not. They yeah. did not run out. For vendors, it's always a little bit of a risk to go to something which is the first one of it. Right, yeah. Because you don't know, are you going to get 10 people or are you going to get 500 people? Right. And how many people are interested in your thing? Right. And it was kind of eclectic, the things they had there. Like Very. you said, they had like some booksellers. They had um, some craft sellers. They had a um, some folks from Russia that made Russian Matryoshka dolls and Russia figures that they hand painted. They had a whole section of that. Yeah, they were gorgeous. Yeah, so that was interesting. Then there were also services. There was like a power service there. There was technology services there. So it was kind of like eclectic because I think they were trying to pull in a lot of people and try to make sure they had sufficient vendors. Um, I'm hoping they expand that more then. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And there were different kinds of foods that you could buy there. Like one was a cupcake station. Another Mm was fudge. Another one was sauces that you could actually purchase. Yeah, and and that was all in the vendor. That's not even the cafe area. That's like the vendor area. That's just around the vendor area. Yeah, and all the vendors were always really happy to talk to you too. They were happy to, you know... Because right. some of the lines were a little shorter for the vend- for some of the vendors, so they were happy to kind of stand there and chat with you. We chatted with a few of the podcasters, and I went over to the, the Russian booth. I spent a while in Russia, so I was going over and talking to them. It turns out that they were from Moscow, and only they were from a place called Nikhimovsky Prospect, which was only one subway stop away from where I stayed in Russia, in Sostopolskaya. So I passed through place that they were from every day when I went to, you know, went to work in the middle of Moscow there, which was which was really cool. Had a neat conversation with them, kind of a small world situation. But there was a, there was a lot of that kind of thing when you were talking to the vendors. You know, there was always some kind of cool connection that you could make yeah. really with everybody there. Yeah, one of the panels, I know, Sydney, you're going to talk more about Saturday, but one of the panelists said... The neat thing about the Christmas community that was brought together this weekend was that we're really friendly and kind of ready to talk to each other. Like, we we like similar things. We know we like similar things. So it seemed like the vendors were happy to step up and talk to anybody. The podcast people were happy yeah. to. And then they, the stars, assuming you got into line and everything, <laughs> but they were happy to engage with their fans as well. So that was a lot of fun to see the general niceness yeah. and um, the, the community, right, yeah. that they wanted kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like nobody really thought they were in competition or anything. Right. None, none of the podcasters really thought that way. It was always right. uh, a cool way to collaborate rather than, you know. Rather than saying, oh, these are competing for the same listeners that I am, so I'm not going to help you out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, none of that. So that was uh, that was really cool to see, especially in the uh, the podcasters panel, which yes. we also went to. Right, that yeah. was Saturday. Mm-hmm. So um, Saturday, it started at 12, so it gave us like an, a little break in the morning. Right. And um, come 12 o'clock, we went, and the first panel that we attended was the Podcasting Christmas presented by AfterBuzz TV's The Christmas 24-7 Network. Which we hadn't heard of before. Right. So um, we went and sat in the seating area, and it was a bunch of podcasters. And they had this stage set up where it looks like a home, right? They have 
cushy couches and cushy chairs. They have Christmas trees all decked out up there. So it was basically um, a bunch of podcasters on this panel and um, all talking about why they love Christmas, why they love what they do, why they do what they do. So it's very interesting. Yeah, one of the questions I thought was interesting was what risk did you take by becoming a podcaster about Christmas? Mm -hmm. And all of them said there was no risk because they really had no expectations. They just did it because they loved Christmas. Yeah. And I thought that really resonated. That's why we do the holiday podcast. Right. Because we really like holidays. It's not about... You know about some getting something in the end from it, right. or from the even the listeners. It's just because we enjoy it, and we want to share that with a larger community. So after the podcast panel, we went out and we were speaking to one of the sponsors, which is the AfterBuzz TV Christmas twenty four seven network, and we spoke to Jeff Graham, and he was very engaging. He was excited. He was. Funny, he was fun, and <laughs> well, he's intrigued that the four moons were doing a podcast together as a family, right? So that was a lot of fun talking to him, and he was very encouraging. And he was just like a lot of the podcasters were; they were just fun to talk to. We yeah. are relatively not known, <laughs> right? Yeah. Except by you guys, which we love. So it was fun to talk to other people who had podcasted. Well, because he was intrigued by us as a family, he said, Oh, I wish my producer was here. I'd like to get this on video to potentially include in their segments about the Christmas con and some of the podcasters that they've talked to. So we were about to walk away. He said, Check back later. And then she came over. So he said, Let's do this now. So we were kind of like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of sudden. He was like, This is a family. They do a podcast. I wanted to get them on video. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) She was all happy So they didn't warn us what questions they were asked. He just kind of jumped in with, tell us about what you guys are doing and what it means to your family and what's your favorite episode. Right, yeah. So he kind of just did it then. So I don't know how it's going to turn out at all. (laughs) Or if it's going to show up. Yeah, it was it was fun to do that, and Beth had put together business cards so we could hand out those to people that were potentially interested in some way, you know. And so we were able to give him a business card, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'll have to check into that more." So that was fun. That was Just, nice. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So definitely go check out uh, After Buzz. Check out their stuff. He has something that he does called Six Months of Christmas Podcast. So definitely giving him a shout out. Right. So go, yeah, go check that out. We'll we'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I subscribed. Yeah, um, it sounds like a lot shortly of fun. after I talked to him. So. Yeah, so that was really nice. Yeah, and because we were, you know, we were all nearby. You know, we we would see people randomly, like the guy from Christmas Past. That's a podcast as well. He was staying in our hotel, so we were talking a little yeah, bit. We ran into him on the elevator. Right, Cole and I were ta- <laughs> saw him on the elevator. I said, "Hey, you're the guy from the podcast," and we started talking. So he was asking us about what we thought about Christmas Con. He came all the way from San Francisco oh, wow. out for this event specifically. Oh, wow. So. He was saying, well, you know, what do you guys want? You know, what would you get want in the future? And so that was kind of fun. The uh, podcast, Deck the Hallmark, three guys to talk uh, about. Yeah. I love the movies. I like the movies. I hate the movies. Yeah. Um, they are at the hotel as well. I talked to them a little bit at the Christmas Con event because I'd seen them on Good Morning America. I was asking them about the leap from podcasting to Good Morning America. And they were just talking about how crazy it's been. And they're actually going to be back on in early December, I think, on Good Morning America. So it's just kind of fun to be able to put um, faces to names and, and be open to talk to people. There was an author of some TV Christmas history that I enjoy. I've read her articles online with people have interviewed her. I actually had put those books on my Christmas list for this year. Joanna Wilson's Her Name. And I was telling her how great it is to find people who are doing research and pulling information together 
it makes it a lot easier for us to find the information and kind of enjoy it and be able to spread that around. So a lot of fun people to talk to during the event that were, weren't even the stars of the Hallmark movies. So, yep, it was a very fun day. Um, we visited the different panels and saw different people speaking. We also saw um, Lacey Chabert and Jonathan Bennett on one of the panels speaking, answering Christmas questions, as well as questions from the audience and um, a lot of questions mean, about Mean Girls. A lot of Mean Girl questions. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. So, yeah, yeah, uh, the whole day, yep, very fun. So the day was set up really to have a series of panels. So we went to like the podcast panels from one to two. And then Lacey, Chabert, and Jonathan Bennett were from two to three. And they basically had these panels set up one at one hour increments that you could go to. Some of the panels like Lacey, Chabert's panel was really packed. So you had to get in a long line. You kind of have to wait. If you wanted to sit through a whole panel, you weren't necessarily going to be ready to be in the best place for the next panel because, because they made you they exit. made you exit and get out and get get back into line. Yeah, but basically it was like two or three or four of these Hallmark stars in these panels, and they kind of talked about their background, how they got into acting, how they got into Hallmark, what they liked about Hallmark. All of them love Hallmark, and then questions from the audience. So there's a lot of stars. You know, the numbers of stars just kept growing before the event. You know, they added a couple and then they it just kind of steamrolled as we watched the event kind of unfold. We talked about Lacey and Jonathan. Who else was there? Ashley Williams was there. Alicia Witt was there. Paul Green. Nikki Deloche. Jack Wagner. Like, like 20. There's a good amount. I mean, it's going to be most of the recognizable Hallmark faces. Yeah. Right. Uh, which, is, which is surprising because I thought it was going to be pretty small, but... Right. All of these uh, big Hallmark stars right, showed right. up. Which, and a lot of them have done other movies and other things. Yeah. So they're recognizable to a larger audience than Hallmark. Obviously, the people coming to this event know a lot about Hallmark yeah. um, primarily. But So it was fun to have them there. And then each of them participated in panels, but then they also had photo op and autograph times set up where you could go and get that if you wanted to pay for that. I don't know if, you know, if you guys are familiar with how they do that in the sports world, but it's pretty much the same thing where if you want a autograph or a picture, you have to pay for it. There's a certain amount they tell you ahead of time. You get in line, you pay for it, or you can do it ahead of time paying for it. And then you have a little bit of a moment with the star and then you know the next person goes. So it's kind of people that like autographs or like the photographs or those moments to be able to connect with the stars um, really like that kind of thing. And the the nice thing is in the panels then the they kind of relate some of those stories. You know the stars relate back to the audience. So it was really nice to hear from some of these people or um, um, in one of the concerts they actually called out one of the people. This song's is uh, going out to this person who I met today. So they really kind of make it like, oh, this is a good thing for them as well as for the people doing it. Yeah. 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 And it was really cool because it, uh, we kind of, it was the panels. Panels were sort of, uh, you know, the big thing that was going on right. during the day on Saturday. Uh, and then you could go out and, you know, explore the vendors and everything like that. But the, the big thing that evening, starting at, um, well, sort of unofficially <laughs> starting at 8.30, but st- starting at 8 was uh, was the concert, right. which was uh, Paul Green and Alicia Witt. And that was, that was really neat to see. We got there a little earlier than we needed to, because they said they had something like 700 chairs set up and 500 right. people. Right, I don't think they even had 500 people. I don't even people. think they had 500 no, people. They we, we were counting the lines, yeah. sort of, even 
overcounting a little bit, and it still yeah. wasn't reaching the five. Yeah. So Paul point. Green, um, he he, we thought they were going to do it together, but they yeah. really did it like two concerts back to back. So Paul Green sang for about an hour, and Alicia sang for about an hour. Paul sang a lot of um, cover songs, so he did more Christmassy songs. Yeah. Alicia Witt had an album that I guess she had put out not too long ago, so she actually pulled off a number of songs from that. Now, she did say that she's working on a Christmas album for next year, so she expects at the next year's concert to do more of her Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah, and both of them were fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, and it was kind of low-key. Everybody was sitting for yes. the most part. If not Christmas music, Christmassy kind of sounding music. Yeah. You know, you at least have those the themes of Christmas in whatever yeah. you're singing. So when Paul Green got up, he sang a few country songs, a few Christmas songs. Yeah. His was a little more um, low-key, and when she got up, she started off with uh, a song that was a little more high energy, a little more jazzy, and then... That song is, I didn't realize she wrote it. It's I'm Not Ready for Christmas. I'm Not Ready for Christmas, yeah. Right, and it's um, the, she talked about a little bit of the song, the history of it. She said it was a, she wrote it in a year where she did three Hallmark movies back to back. Oh my. And uh, starting in January. So somebody towards the later, the, later in the year said to her, um, so are you ready for Christmas? And she was thinking, oh my goodness, I've been celebrating Christmas since January. Uh, I'm not ready for real Christmas. So she wrote the song, I'm Not Ready for Christmas. And then next year, some years in the future, I don't know exactly how long, Bill Abbott, who runs Hallmark, said, hey, do you mind if we use that song? And then he came back later and said, hey, do you mind if we write a movie about that song that that you star in? So she actually stars in the movie that includes the song that she wrote about. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a funny... I think the movie is called I'm Not Ready for Yeah, I think think so, too. So, um, although sometimes those Hallmark movie name changes. But, um, yeah, sometimes the Hallmark movie names change yeah but um but yeah there's kind of an interesting long string of connections there that you know why she wrote it and how it became a movie so that was a lot of fun that was a good concert um it it was a solid two hours if not a little bit more yeah it was uh they didn't like so we ended up getting in and sitting down a little later than they had projected right but they didn't cut it short or anything right because of that that's right and the people that were there we talked to a lot of people around us um, while we were waiting in line it, it just seemed like everybody was excited to talk about the fact that we're at Christmas Con. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're having fun. And, you know, it was a very um, energetic crowd. So, Upbeat, uplifting. Yeah. So if you would start to talk to your neighbor, the other neighbors would kind of jump in. So we <laughs> ended funny. up having, like, I don't know, like 10 of us in the little section yeah. that was were talking. And it, yeah, and it looked like, like you really couldn't tell, sort of looking at other groups, if they were together or if they were right. just, you know. Just chatting, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. chatting. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And then we met... Some people who um, uh, sat right next to us, and I was talking to them for a little bit about you know why they came down, and and he was telling me that how he loves Christmas, and his kids. I think he said his oldest is ten, and has said, "Dad, you have a problem because <laughs> he loves Christmas so much." <laughs> like giving them the, um, yeah. <laughs> he might need some help, Dad. Kind of look. Um, so I was telling him about the podcast and how we cover all the holidays. He said, "I think I need to." diversify my <laughs> or expand my um, holiday uh, interests so That's um, interesting. so it was fun so if we have a couple new listeners it was great meeting and talking to you at the concert the other night so that was a lot of fun Sunday um, we're actually recording this Sunday morning before the event starts again and it's basically the same thing they've got photo ops set up with different stars some of the stars are only coming on Sunday and there's about I think we counted about 22 different hallmark stars 
some were here the whole weekend, some were here on only Friday, some only Sunday. So you do have to look to see. You know, I'm really interested in Erin Krakow. Well, she's only on Sunday. So you, you kind of have to check that kind of thing out for the future. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I was saying is that this year uh, it was a little small, but it's going to be something that's really cool in five, ten years to be able to look back and say, hey, this is how Christmas Con has grown. I was at the first one. This is what it looks yeah. like, you know, now. And that's, that's going to be a really cool experience to have. Yeah, yeah it was already already rumors floating around next year so one of the things that in the brochure they talk about other cities to come so they actually a couple of people said they heard in one of the panels that they might do multiple cities next year to make it easier for people to get to one of the christmas cons a lot of times cons in general are in a single location in a single year they might change locations the next year but they don't have multiple the same year. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this develops. And the, it's interesting that some of the stars said things like next year. Right. So Yeah, they Jonathan, are Jonathan Bennett was really playing up the next year thing. He was, yeah. he was having a great time. He said one of his greatest joys in life is to um, tease Lacey Chabert. So <laughs> he was doing yes. that. He was doing plenty of that, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's so sweet. Yes. I, she, she appeals to so many people. And... I, th- I was looking at the line on Friday. It was toward the end of the night, and her yeah. line was still so long. I'm like, Lacey's going to be here for like two more hours. Yeah, they said, there's like so many people. They said the lines are done. If you're in line, don't worry. You'll, you know, you'll get through. Well, hers was the only line that was like like super long at that point. Right. Yeah. And the, the one lady, when she was on the panel, the one lady that was at the microphone said she really appreciated being able to connect with her to talk to her yes so she takes the time to talk for a second i mean it, obviously it can't be a five minute conversation right. or nobody would get through but she takes the time to talk to people and she's really nice so you know that kind of thing being it, it resonates with people yeah which is why i think she's so popular yeah mm-hmm. so i think if you think about why would somebody just a regular person attend christmas con um, i think if you like the actors and actresses and you want an opportunity to meet them or to connect to them like through a panel like listening to them and maybe be able to ask a question that's that could be a reason if you like the hallmark shows um that would be a reason because there's so much hallmark at the event itself right right um i think if you like christmas that's another reason and i think when you think about what we hope for this event in the future it's kind of that this is a good start Let's further it. Like, yeah. let's do more vendors. That's let's, what I was thinking. It's like if I had, if it were my perfect, th- my perfect Christmas con, right? Right. There'd be a lot more vendors. Yeah. But and I think more events too. And you may have to come to the point where you have multiple things going on at the same time right. where you have to choose, but that's what most cons do when they grow. They right. end up, you got to pick between this and this. Right now, it's kind of linear here. Everything was after each other. Right. Right. Other than the photo ops that you could do anytime. You know, more vendors I think would be good. More events, Christmassy kind of hallmarky events um, to, right. to fill in some of the spaces would right. be good. And, and there will be things they learn. Uh, the space we were in was right in front of the food area right so it there was a lot of talking in the food area and so some of next to the panel space right so some of the some of the stars were hard to hear and then some were up really loud so it's just all those first time learning things that they're going to do and that next year will be improved and then after that like cole said in five years we may not even recognize that it may end up yeah. so different. And but. they did a lot of things well. There was a lot of yep. smooth things that happened. The whole um, registering, get your wristband, get in, yep. and be able to go in and out freely. They, they, they were 
That went really well. It went really well. Um, now, the concert, people were confused. You had to get a separate band for the concert. Um, so they ended up having to send people out and back in because they didn't know they needed the second band. So there was some confusion there. But that's the kind of thing you're yep. going to learn. learn from. And you figure out what you, was your responsibility and what was the conference center's responsibility, right? right. Kind of yep. uh, along the way. So yep. So great time. Um, yeah. And we're looking forward to seeing how it grows and changes in the future. And next year, hopefully, we'll be able to report again. That's right. Yep, wherever it may be. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, starting at this point forward, we'll be doing a number of Christmas episodes coming up um, for the future festivities for the week of November 25th. November 25th is Blase Day. November 26th is National Cake Day. November 27th is National Jukebox Day, for the people that remember what a jukebox is. That's right. November 28th is Thanksgiving. Yay! Followed by November 29th, Black Friday. Yay! Again! (laughs) November 30th is National Personal Space Day, which I think is hilarious. The day after Black Black Friday? Friday, Yeah. I just need some personal space. Yes. And then December 1st is National Pie Day. Like, you didn't eat enough pie from Thanksgiving. Right. But, but you finished it up. Yes, you finished it up. Finish up your pie. So for Cole, Randy, Beth, and Sydney, Happy, Happy Thanksgiving! Thanksgiving.